Matt Eberflus says he's excited to see what Dante Foreman is going to bring to the Chicago Bears offense. We're also going to talk about day two prospects the Chicago Bears should consider, in my opinion. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow the show, please do so at Shot Bears Central. But let's get into the content for today. Fairly shorter episode today, but you guys know if anything drops, we drop. It's just that simple here. But Matt Eberflus has come out and talked a little bit about Donta Foreman. He says this, Foreman's a big runner. When he, when he took over in Carolina, obviously showed what he can do. Very exciting player, big back. Uh, can really split two defenders and get those extra yards uh, you want him to. He also said this, we need to look at Foreman's skill set in person. He's a big runner who can really get things downhill and can take it the distance. And he is very competitive, so I'm excited to get him on the field and let him compare, uh, compete for the position. I'm excited to see Herb, too. I'm excited for him to compete for the position and see where it goes. So we know that there's an open competition at the running back spot. Dante Foreman has already said as well in himself that he came to Chicago to be the man. So, you know, when it really boils down to it, we know that we're still going to have a split backfield where they're still going to split those uh, possessions. But when you look at it, like, they they offer very different things. And I like the combination between the two. But I don't think it's as a straightforward conclusion that, um, that Khalil Herbert is going to be starting for uh, the Chicago Bears. So I guess we're going to see how that all works out. But when you look at Dante Foreman's career, right, He's a five-year NFL vet. Over his career, he is at 443 rushing attempts for 1,901 yards and 10 touchdowns over five years. Yes, those numbers aren't eye-popping. They don't jump out the stat sheet for you. And his receiving uh, has been even a a lesser amount of that. He's been targeted 31 times. He's had 23 receptions for 265 yards, averaging 11.5 yards per uh, possession in there and two touchdowns receiving. Basically, Dante Foreman has not really been used heavily in a pass game, right? And considering how the Chicago Bears offense uh, operates, I wonder if we're going to see a little bit more of Dante Foreman trying to be unleashed in that um, in that passing game. So, but the biggest question that that remains, right, when that a lot of people are looking at is who's going to be the running back one. You know, a lot of people, I did a poll on it earlier, uh, right after we got Dante Foreman and we signed him, and more people said Khalil Herbert's probably going to be the running back one. But I'm starting to kind of think, like, and here's here's the, the just my say, this is not the reporting aspect of it, this is just strictly my thoughts, not necessarily saying this is where they're going to go, but when you look at the fact that if you, you've had Khalil Herbert here, you've, you've gotten to take a look at him, he's been here since, well, you know, the new, new coaching staff is new, but you've gotten, you've had a full season, offseason, OTAs, Everything to take a look at Khalil Herbert. So with it being an open um, battle and an open, you can compete for it, that tells me that maybe the Chicago Bears coaching staff isn't as sold on Herbert being the the running back one. Now, again, I don't say that the stir up any drama. They're both going to split possessions. It's really going to come down to it really, let me not say it doesn't matter, but both players are going to get huge opportunities to perform and to contribute to this team. But when you look at Khalil Herbert in his two seasons after being a sixth-round pick, having 232 rushing attempts, and that's good enough for 1,164 yards, averaging five yards per carry, and he has six touchdowns in his two years here. Also receiving 23 receptions for only, uh, he's been targeted 28 times for 153 yards. He's averaging six and 6.7 yards per uh, reception and one touchdown 
in the passing games. Well, guess what? We have we have two running backs that are very talented and that can do some things that are going to be used in this offense. And so, you know, I don't think that the Bears are going to lose. I do think that there is a potential for the Bears to maybe go running back in this draft. And we'll actually talk about that a little bit in the next segment. But overall, yes, Matt Eberflus is going to be an open competition. That's just if we over the season that we've had so far, Matt Eberflus, we know when he goes into training camp, it's open competitions. He lets the players that are going to perform get the chance to earn those starting positions. And when you have somebody who's newly coming into your team after losing a back like David Montgomery, who in his fairly short time here in Chicago is already in, in the, the higher uh, range as far as uh, career running yards and being one of the best running backs we've had here, um, you know, you, you really want to see who's going to step in then. And Dante Foreman, who signed only a one-year deal to come to Chicago, he's going to have to really perform if he wants that further deal, even if, you know, outside of that, if he does end up leaving Chicago, which I know I mentioned that a little bit early, but if he does end up leaving, this is his time to shine. And so, you know, Ryan Poles is good at evaluation. And so bringing in, uh, having Khalil Herbert already here, who's 24 years old, and then moving from that, uh, not moving from him, but then adding to him Dante Foreman, who's only 26 years old and a five-year NFL vet who still has some upside at former third-round pick and that Foreman is, listen, we have two talented running backs here on top of an extremely talented quarterback, and I can't talk today, and Justin Fields, we have their wide receiver core. We need to shore up that offensive line. We got two extremely solid tight ends. And when you look at Cole Komet and what he can be, and Cole Komet need, needs to step up as that guy at the tight end position, then you also have Tanyan, who's still going to be come in and be, can, you can do a two tight end lineup who can receive, who can, who's a solid blocker as well. I like the weapons that we have here in Chicago. And that's something that, you know, I know not everyone kind of agrees on. We still need to do work on that offensive line. Would never take away from that. But what we have here, so far as you look at those skilled positions, we're pretty damn deep there. And I like what Ryan Poles has built. And I can't wait to see what it looks like and to see what Luke Getze does as long as we improve that offensive line. But what he does with these weapons, and hopefully, knock on wood, everyone can stay relatively healthy this season and we can really get a real good evaluation of this talent that we have here in Chicago. But moving on from that, I want to talk about some day two prospects. For the Chicago Bears coming up in this draft, right? And this is kind of going over some of the mock drafts and players that, you know, expected to fall, be there in the, in the Bears range. And while this first name that I'm going to mention isn't necessarily the first player that I would go on day two, but he is one that I would highly uh, consider. You guys know I'm a Tajay Spears guy. I really, out of Tulane, I'm really high on him at that running back position. And I think if the Bears can get him in one of those day two rounds, it's going to be really good for the Bears. But Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA is still a good one. When you look at him, 3,000 total yards, 39 total touchdowns in two seasons in UCLA. He's a big back, a powerful back. Um, he's able to do things in the passing game as well as the running game. Um, so he's, he, he hits the hole quick. Pause. Uh, and, you know, with that being said, uh, listen, what he's able and how he's been able to produce at the collegiate level, he's going to be, a, I think, a really solid pickup for whoever uh, gets him on day two of the draft. Yes, he's going to be a day two prospect unless somebody completely reaches on him. Uh, but I do think that the Bears could potentially get a running back of the future in Zach Charbonnet if they do draft him. Next one up is Jalen Duncan. Now, I've talked about him a little bit as well. This is an offensive tackle out of Maryland. If the Bears do go uh, with that number nine pick, if they go defensive lineman instead of the offensive tackle position, this is another guy that they can get on day two, add some, um, some depth to that roster. He has the size. And he could move over to the right side as well. When you look at potentially 
Braxton Jones uh, moving from the left to the right side. These guys can both do things vice versa. You really have your, 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 your pick of the litter when it comes to that. He can definitely own. Duncan could earn a starting role in training camp, and he can project to, project to be a day one starter for any team he goes to. Next up, this is a guy that I've talked about a lot as well. We need a center. You guys know I like my Ohio State players. Luke Whipler as well from Ohio State. I've talked about this guy almost ad nauseum at this point. This is a guy who can come in. You still may, you know, start white hair at the center position. And I've said it before, if the Bears do get a quality center as well, there is some potential, especially with that $14 million cap hit, if they believe that he can uh, be a day one starter, uh, they, they can move on from Cody Whitehair. But I think Whitehair is pretty set in to be that starting center. You can bring in Luke Whipler, use him as a depth piece that initial season, develop him. He could be your starting center of the future, in my opinion. And then the next one, the last one I'm going to bring up in this is Isaiah Foskey. Uh, edge out of Notre Dame, come on, almost from the crib, well, playing at the crib almost at that point. We've done pretty good at Notre Dame players as well. I would love to see an edge who can bring in some physicality, can get to the quarterback, isn't the best in the run game, but again, run game, I think we could do pretty good at overall with the improvements that we've made to this team. But again, he's a day two potential target for the Chicago Bears that could come in and do some really good things. And overall, when we look at the draft, I want to make sure that I mention this as well. The Bears, as much as it seems that we may be in position to draft a great offensive lineman with that number ninth pick, I don't necessarily think that it's a foregone conclusion that the Bears are going to go offensive line with the number nine pick. I do think you could, there's some really good defensive linemen. It really comes down to, I guess, who Ryan Poles has as the best player available. And so, you know, I know there's some some thought and, you know, some consideration and, 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 and maybe desire for the Bears to possibly trade down, get some more draft picks, some more talent. But I look at that number nine position and all the players that kind of fit around there and then also fit in what the Bears want. Um, the Bears could very well stick to that number nine still get a hell of a talent, or they could move, cut down a few spots, maybe even get some more draft capital and still get their number their guy there. But I think the Bears are going to do their diligence in seeing if Jalen Carter falls to the number nine. More mock drafts every day have Jalen Carter falling to number nine with the Chicago Bears. Now, that could be some you know, you know, storyline things or whatever else, you know, posturing with these, these, uh, these mock draft makers. But I tell you what, every day that goes by, right, it seems like it's it, it becomes more likely that Jalen Carter may fall. I still hold my personal opinion that I do not necessarily see Jalen Carter getting past Detroit. I just don't see that. Um, but again, I'm not a draft expert. You guys, you guys know I'm a guy in his homemade studio talking about my favorite team. So people are supposed to be a lot smarter than me. They're supposed to be, you know, being able to project this. But if Jalen Carter does fall to the Chicago Bears, they could very well go. And, and go ahead and draft him, which means that that would push their offensive line uh, further into the draft that they do go in there. But there's still some really good draft picks that you can do there, some projected day one starters, even on day two of the NFL draft in that in that offensive line area. So, you know, it, it really it's going to be a highly, you know, just interesting thing to watch. We are, what, 17 days, a little over two weeks away from the NFL draft, and I, for one, I'm super excited about seeing what's going to happen in this draft. We can talk all day about what the Bears should do, could do, what we want them to do, and all those things can be very different things. But we're going to know here in just a little over two weeks, and I personally cannot wait to see what the Bears do in this draft. I think it's going to be a fun draft. I think the fact that, it, that you know, it starts on the Thursday, we're going to get to have some fun. Uh, we're going to have live streams here. Me, C-Dub, Bobby, Big Kev, Steve-O may even pop in while we're doing that as well. We're going to have that draft coverage for you, and we got some special stuff coming for you guys this week as well, and we're going to be dropping two episodes a day, I think, for the rest of the week, so uh, just be on the lookout. we got some special things dropping, but that is it 
for today's episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shine Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bears Central at gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. Like I liked in every episode on. Go Bears. Love you guys. Bear down, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.